Privilege. A right, immunity, or benefit enjoyed only by a person beyond the advantages of most. An advantage or source of pleasure granted to a person. Hey folks, it's KJ Bell. This is episode 30 of Another Way. I think it's 30. I don't know. Check the description. And if it's not 30, then I apologize. And if it is 30, I'm right. And I enjoy being right. I'm not going to lie to you people. I'm not going to lie. I've been nervous about this one. I've been really nervous about recording this episode because, you know, privilege is a very triggering word these days. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky because you got a lot of people who, um, get very anxious when the word privilege is brought up because they're forced to confront their own privilege and uh, you have other people who are triggered by it because they're they don't have a whole lot of privilege and so it's it's a very um nerve-wracking sort of word and especially you know i i would i'm here i am a white cis male about to talk about privilege and so that's a little nerve-wracking on my end and it's like i am um you know i'm gay i'm a gay man i've no, made no secret of that on the podcast before um but even so it's amazing how within the lgbt community being a white cis man affords you a ton of privilege and i've been very um hesitant to do this episode i've had it i've had it written in various forms for a for probably a month and a half and I've just I've been scared because I'm dealing with an old fear here of of saying something in the moment that is actually counter to what I really mean because I did that once before and it's like the biggest regret of my life I said something publicly that was not what I meant I got twisted around and I said the words with a completely different intention but the words kind of contradicted the idea that I was going for and so I'm terrified of that happening again and so that's why I've been scared about this episode but here we go we're gonna do it and one of the things that actually that actually um told me I should is that the idea of privilege has been popping up in my life in various ways and I've learned to kind of listen to that sort of universal stage direction synchronicity whatever you want to call it and just go for it and um, one of the things was actually a tweet by one of my favorite people on the Twitter. Um, his name is RJ Aguiar. You might know him as part as one half of the Shep 689 couple on YouTube. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world um, on the interwebs and things. Because I just enjoy how his mind works. And I've never met him, but I enjoy his tweets. And... Uh, this is one that I I found particularly insightful, and it is, privilege doesn't mean your life is automatically awesome. All it means is you get to choose which problems to devote the most energy to. And we'll get into some more of the reasons why I love that a little bit later, but we're going to kind of talk about privilege in, in two components on this episode. The first is sort of the idea that... Um, the creating and doing your art and, and that sort of thing is a, is a privilege in itself. You know, if we're, if we're going to create and make it, ma but if we're going, I got mixed up. 
So we're going to talk about the just the privilege of doing your art or your creative work. But in order to do that and make it matter, in order to have your creation sort of have any real influence, you do have to examine your own privilege within the world. So first, let's talk about the privilege of doing our art, you know. We have to honor that privilege. Because if we're in a situation where we can be comfortably creating, we should never take that for granted. And whatever comfortably creating means, maybe it doesn't, maybe, maybe comfortable is, is, is not quite the right word. Because I'm certainly creating right now, but there are certain aspects of my life where I am certainly not comfortable. And I suppose it also doesn't work very well because I think some of the best creating happens when you are uncomfortable. So maybe we shouldn't strike that phrase. But you get what I'm going for, dear listener. You're smart, I assume, because you're listening to this podcast. <sighs> Laughing at my own jokes like a dad. Okay. So if we're in a place where it's a little harder for us to create, you know, if we're, if we're having to do a lot more work to pay the bills, for example, we need to kind of celebrate the times where we manage to make it happen. Those 10 minutes that you get to write every day, if that's all that you have, you need to honor that and celebrate those 10 minutes. If that's all you got, there's no good, bad, right, or wrong about that, as my former therapist used to say, and I hated her every time she said it. Um, we'll get bogged down in that sometimes. And we, you, we have to kind of remind ourselves of how lucky we are to do anything creative. It's, it's easy to forget why a lot. And I, I saw this all the time when I was a music major in college. Because um, when the thing, you, you know, a lot of people start doing things like music as sort of an outlet. Or, you know, because they need to. That's why I do music in the writing. It's because I, I don't have a choice. I don't have an option. I need to do these things. But when they take on sort of the air of, of a job and not like a creative outlet, there's a lot of pressure that comes down on those things sometimes, I think. And it kind of shifts the way that we deal with it. And uh, if maybe you need to find another outlet for the thing, and that's all right. It's, you know, there's, there's a whole evolution about that. But it, it does, it's good to remind yourself why you do the creative thing that you do. It's good for me to remind myself why I got into music in the first place. And I, you know, you saw it all the time in music school, it, it would get bogged down and I've got rehearsal and I've got this homework and I have to practice, I've got to practice, I've got this concert and blah, 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 blah. And you forget at the end of the day that what you're doing is literally called playing, you know? You're gonna play your instrument. And that's a very um, profound thought to have. And it happens with all forms of art, I think. You know, you get bogged down and I have to write this thing for that thing. I have to paint this thing for this. And I have to, you know, we get it, the have tos get in the way and kind of, um, we kind of become blind to the privilege that we have to be doing what we're doing. And we also have to be careful not to fall into the, the trap of, you know, why am I complaining about only being able to, to write for four hours a day? Other people have it worse. Yes, acknowledge that. Having that acknowledgement is good. 
but it's a very dangerous route. I find that happen a lot with when I get into my depressive spells, where it's like, what what do I have to be depressed about? I have a roof over my head, I have food, I have work that I love, and there are people who don't have any of those things. Who am I to be depressed? And it's not, it's way more complicated than that. And if I let myself go down that hole, it just creates this, this loop that makes me feel even worse. You know, so it's a very dangerous route to do. Route to go down. Route to do. I don't, whatever I'm saying. You mean what I know, I hope. So it's good to think about those things that you, that you have the privilege of being able to do. It's good to think about what you're grateful for. I try to do this thing where at the end of every, at the start of every day, I don't do it as consistently as I could see the last episode, um, but I try to at least once a week think of five things that I'm grateful for. Ideally, I try to do it every day, but it doesn't always happen. Um, and I write them down and I save them because it's, it's just a, it's a good thing on a smaller level. I used to do this all the time when I was uh, student teaching because it was such a whirlwind time and this helped to ground me. But I tried to think of three things that were good that day. And there are some times when it's hard. You know, sometimes it's like, well, um, uh, I really enjoyed the sandwich I had for lunch and I woke up and I'm still breathing. And those are your three things that were good about the day. Because there are days like that. But just acknowledging that you have the privilege of doing those things can bring a sense of gratitude to the art. And I think that's always a good thing to have. I think it's, I think it's good to have some gratitude and some humility about it. You know, it's, it's, it's such a turnoff when you run into those people who are like, yes, I'm an artist. and I'm... There's a difference between I'm an artist and... I'm an artist. And that might sound stupid, but you know, we all know people like this. You know, substitute whatever word you want for the artist thing. There's a difference between the confidence and the arrogance of privilege, I think. And so that's what we're going to get into now with examining our own privilege. Right after a break and a word from our sponsors. So you know the drill podcast is brought to you by Great Grand Projects, a creative collective on the web at greatgrandprojects.com. Um, I feel like I should do some of that featuring thing. So let's do it. It features the poetry of my friend T.H. Bradshaw, the exclusive, or the poetry is exclusive there. That's the only place that you can find it. And if you find it anywhere else, it's been stolen because I have exclusive deal with that poet. That makes it sound very fancy when it's just like, hey, can I do this? And yeah. <laughs> Podcast is also brought to you by Horizon Creative Studio on the web at horizoncreativestudio.com, the home of another way. And um, I've probably, I've said this like every episode, but I'm working on a revamp of the website. And so more to come on that. And now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Privilege! Privilege. Check your privilege. Which is a phrase that is thrown out and often um, often one of those triggering arguments that you sometimes see on Twitter. 
And I think it's a good thing to do, to check your privilege. And uh, by that, I mean just acknowledge your privilege. Let's go back to the tweet I talked about at the beginning. That thing of privilege doesn't mean your life is automatically awesome. All it means is you get to choose which problems to devote the most energy to. Thank you, RJ Aguiar. To me, this emphasizes that, that having privilege in itself is not a bad thing. It's what you do with the privilege that determines whether it's a whether it, it's, it's what you do with it, you know? And it's like I said a minute ago, it shows that we should be grateful for the privileges that we have in life and not take them lightly. You know, some people cannot choose where to place their focus. And if we're lucky enough to be able to choose that, if we don't have problems staring us in the face that completely affect what we do and take the choice out of our hands, if we're lucky enough to not have those sort of problems, we need to really be grateful for that. And there's a difference between feeling being grateful for something and acknowledging it and feeling bad about it. And that's not exactly the, the phrase that I want here, but um, we should have a sense of humility. We should have, I think that the uh, examining your own privilege can be very humbling in a good way because it shows you what you do have. And uh, like I said, it's, it's about how you use the privilege. I know that being a white man in our society affords me a lot of opportunity that people who are not white males have. I also know that being a homosexual denies me a lot of privileges that non-homosexuals have. And that's a very interesting place to be because on the one hand, I have I belong to two groups who have a whole lot of privilege in the world. And then I belong to one that doesn't have as much. But the dynamics of the interaction between those things can be very tricky. And like like I talked to I talked to for what, four minutes at the beginning about how I was nervous about talking about this this topic. If you know anything about this podcast, hopefully you do. Hopefully you've been listening. Um, you know that I'm all about finding the differences and finding different perspectives. And I've mentioned several times, I'm sure, that my best friend is is a black lady. And I never bring that up to be like, I have a black friend, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I bring it up because knowing her and having the relationship that I do with her has forced me in a good way to examine my own privileges in a different way than I would have if uh, she had never come into my life. I think um, we need to accept our privileges to be good creative people, just to be good people in general. And like I said, it's what you do after you accept that privilege. If you just ignore your privilege, that's not a good thing to do. And if you ex and if you see the privilege and you acknowledge it and you deny it, that's even worse. It's like, no, I'm, I don't, no. And this is where we're getting into the tricky area because uh, we have to... This isn't, none of this is easy. 
None of it's easy. It's not an easy thing to talk about. It's not an easy thing to do. And I'm trying to, to exactly word the thought I'm having. We have to acknowledge the privilege that we have. And there are people who, when confronted with their privilege, become very defensive and try to point at other people and try to argue about the privilege. And that's not productive. There are other people who try to pretend like they don't have any privilege or that certain privileges of theirs, um, they try to pretend that that doesn't exist. That's not productive. Then there are the people who acknowledge their privilege and then feel bad about it. And that's not necessarily productive either. I, one thing I hear a lot from white people is the this the idea of like, well, how am I supposed am I supposed to feel bad for what my ancestors did? Yes and no. You know, like I said, it's what you do with it. Are you going to spend your time whining about how? the privilege that you have makes you feel bad because you have that privilege or are you going to do something to make the world a better place are you going to be productive with your privilege and that's not to say that we all need to necessarily um be working at a food bank every weekend it's a lovely thing to do sure but maybe it comes down to using your privilege to speak up on issues use your privilege to vote to speak your mind because there are people all over the world who cannot speak their mind and cannot live their truth there are people right next door to you who cannot speak their mind and again it's it's that thing of of don't feel bad about that but acknowledge that I just, you know, we're going to bring it, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to a personal area because that's what I'm just, that's just how you do these things. Will and Grace. <laughs> it's back on NBC and the second episode of this, of this reboot features a, a, a character, a, ma a gay male character about my age who talks about um how he had two coming out parties and his parents were very supportive and all of this stuff and it's great it's so wonderful that we're in this place but will it, the the older gay man if you don't know will and grace which shame on you if you don't um will basically schools this kid and you have to know your history you have to know that these are the people who sacrificed to give you the privileges that you enjoy and just thinking about where we were in the LGBT community 30 years ago. I could not, I don't think I could have, there's no way I could have lived my life the way that I can now. I can get married now because of the people who came before me. And again, I shouldn't feel bad about having this privilege. I should feel proud of it and honored that 
people sacrificed to give me this, you know? And um, I don't think that's it's true for all privilege. Uh, again, this is such a tricky area because there are so many different kinds of privileges and there's there's privileges that build you up and there are privileges that build a culture up and there are privileges that build a culture up by taking another one down. And so the kind that I'm talking about right now with, with, the, with the gay community is um, the LGBTQ community, sorry, is one that built up without really knocking another culture down. Although that can be argued. You know, there's, oh Lord, here we go. This is this is tricky area. You know, there are racial um tensions that came up within the community around things like Stonewall and the, the denial of um, the contributions of people of color in the in the, the gay movement. And that's what that's what I'm talking about with that balance between my uh, my white cisness, cisgenderness with my LGBTQ identity. So it's a tricky, like I said, it's this is Oh God, I need five dollars for every time I say tricky in this episode. <laughs> the point is, acknowledge that you have privilege and don't let it drag you down. Let it build you up in a positive way. Use it to build yourself and to build other people up. That's what I'm trying to do with this. This whole idea of another way. I'm trying to, to build other people up with my privilege. I have the privilege of a podcast. Which, granted, these days is not hard to do. All you need is a is is a computer, right? But I have this sort of a platform, and so I'm trying to use this privilege well. I could use it horribly. I could use a I could do a podcast on um, promoting. You know, I, they're they're out there. The podcasts I'm talking about promoting really awful stuff. I'm sure. So we need to be aware of our privilege and how it comes into play in our work. And let's just take a second to talk about culture, cultural appropriation, because that's another thing that comes up a lot around this discussion. There's a line between being inspired by a culture and appropriation. And sometimes that, that line is subjective and it depends and your privilege is what decides it. You know, there's a, there's a big thing about, um, there was a there was a thing about um, Kesha's latest album using a font that was that was seen by a lot of people as, as cultural appropriation, um, and I don't know. To me, in my position as a white cis male, I, I think that was more of an inspiration thing. I think the line there is is. I don't think that was necessarily appropriation. There are people who disagree with me, and that's per perfectly fine. Your perspective and your own privilege depends a lot on where this line is, and that's where the clash happens a lot between different viewpoints. And when that happens, it goes back to silence is deadly, but yelling is unproductive. Listening is the key to everything. You know, going back to my friend who's black, Listening to her opens opens my viewpoint up to a completely different perspective. You know, it's it's when we get defensive about our privilege that things get get um, get tense. 
if you can listen to somebody and their viewpoint, it can really change your perspective. It's it's when we get so locked into the, the defensive mode of, well, that's not me. That's not what I, I know that I enjoy this privilege, but it's it's not it's not that I want to sort of thing. It's when we get into that sort of a mode and the blinders go on that it's that we're in trouble. If you can listen to somebody when they tell you why you're wrong and how your privilege is informing how you're wrong, that can be so good. And on the flip side of that, when we encounter somebody who is saying something that is just completely wrong based because of their privilege, going on the complete offensive is often not productive. You know, there are some people who are just who just aren't going to listen to you. It's trying to open a dialogue. That is the important thing to do. You know, it's that yelling part. Don't yell. Try to make them listen. Sometimes you have to yell. Sometimes that's the only way to get shit done. You know, and like I said, this is all very nuanced. And I wish there were black and white answers here, but there aren't. We're dealing with a lot of shades of gray. And we have to be aware of this if we're going to be good, creative people. We have to be aware that these shades of gray are out here. And we have to acknowledge how the privilege affects our work. You know, don't feel a need to stretch your work just because, just to stretch it. You know, they tell you to write what you know. And yeah, maybe, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that statement. Because I think that exploring things that you don't know is how you figure out things that you don't know but here here's the example i used if you're a writer don't put a black character in something just to have a black character in there i think there should be a reason for it and part of my reasoning behind that is like i don't know what the experience is and there are certain times where you need to know what that experience is to have an authenticity behind that character. Sure, you can write stuff all day long about different people um, where that won't affect things. You know, like I write female characters and that doesn't necessarily affect things. But there are times where it demands a certain authenticity of maybe not being that person, but at least knowing some of that perspective. You know, having somebody read over something and say, does this speak to your experience? Have I got this close? You know, and uh, again, that can be a tricky thing to do depending on what you've written. It's all about how you use it. Um, And we just have to, I guess the crux of this entire episode is that we have to be open to the fact of our privilege in a few different ways. We have to be open to the fact that it's a thing that exists, and we have to be open to the fact that we may be criticized negatively in our work and in our privilege. And when that happens, when we're criticized negatively for whatever, engage. Listen to the reasoning. Don't just shut it out. Don't just shut it off. Unless it's, you know, super hostile, and then feel free to just shut it off. But be open. Be open. That's the entire point of this. Really, the podcast in general, not just this episode, in general, be open. 
Because that's how you become more creative. That's just the truth of the matter. I guess that I guess we're gonna leave it there. Um, yeah, I hope I hope this episode uh, helped. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. Um, it's out there, and it's there, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at that KJ Bell, and you can argue with me about privilege. You can show me your privilege. I'll show show I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> anyway, um, so get out there and get get some creating done, people. And uh, just quick note: if you're if you're in the LA area, you can join another way on Meetup.com, where I'm posting stuff these days. I've got a workshop coming up this weekend. That'll be very exciting. So if you're in the LA area, find me on meetup.com. Just search another way and it should come up. Maybe I'll, I'll put a link in the description. How about that? And I will also put a link to um, RJ's Twitter. So go and give him a follow if you don't already. Um, yeah. It is okay to be an artist. It is okay to create. It is okay to be exactly as you are right now. It is okay. I'm okay. Surprisingly, after that episode, I'm not a wreck. <laughs> you were okay. <laughs>